Welcome to the Word of Life Ministry Wednesday night Bible study via conference call. I am your host, Elder Lorraine Hopkins. Our church is located at 1600 Conley Road in Conley, Georgia, 30288. We invite you to take advantage of our food pantry services on Thursdays between the hours of 10 a.m. and 12 noon and on Saturdays between the hours of noon and 2 p.m. Our weekly conference calls provide a platform for our supporting ministerial staff to share a message of hope and life with the people of God in relation to our church's monthly topic of study. We hope that you enjoy today's service and find something in it that resonates within your heart and drives your love and passion towards our Savior. We also hope that this message enhances your knowledge of God's word and your personal relationship with our Heavenly Father. So sit back, relax, take plenty of notes and enjoy the word. Thank you so much for joining us today. God bless. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. It's nice being back in the house of the Lord one more time for this nice Bible study. And to my understanding, we are looking at portion. If you would, please go with me to the book of Daniel. That is the book of Daniel, the first chapter. And I will bring a word from the Lord. Go down to verse 8, and it reads as follows. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. And the prince of the eunuchs said unto Daniel, I fear my lord the king, who hath appointed your meat and your drink, for why should he see your face worse, liking than the children which are of your sort? Then shall ye make me endanger my head to the king. Amen. Let us pray. O oh, Heavenly Father, as I humbly come before your throne of grace this evening, Father, I am but an instrument an instrument to be used for you to speak through. Father, I ask that you enrich my words tonight, that it may touch your heart and give us a better understanding of the direction in our lives in which you want us to move forward to. Father, I am open myself and open my heart and my mind to you just to let your will be done and give us the strength, the courage, and the guidance needed to follow. This I ask in Christ Jesus' name, I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Tonight I want to speak to you from this subject, resisting temptation. 
I know some people may wonder what does resisting temptation have to do with portion? Well, when we look in the words and follow me with me in the scriptures, we're looking at it as though Daniel, whose original name was Belteshazzar, him being a, a Judean child, had found favor with the king of uh, king of Babylon after he had conquered Judea, had taken besieged Jerusalem. But one thing about it, Daniel, we come to see him as a young man with great ingenuity, mild temperament, loved, whose name means God, my judge. Chosen along with three others, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, to be the king's consort, to be in the king's consort of eunuchs, purposed in his own mindset that even though they changed his name, it wouldn't dilute his faith in God. And you know when the African slaves were brought here to America, we all had a different name then, but when we came to America, our names were changed it was to dilute the person, to dilute the individual, and change who they actually were. Because when God gave us a name through our parents, that name meant something. And in Daniel's uh, language, and in his time, Belteshazzar had a meaning to it. But one thing about Daniel is that his nature as being from his religion and Israelite is something no matter what they could diminish from him. But my brothers and sisters, no matter how the devil comes at you, we ought to be just like Daniel, steadfast and steady, faithful, obedient to the Lord, because through him we find favor. And in that favor, we get a portion of what God is, and that is love. He also gives us something else in our lifetime, and that's a portion of being in the heavenly body through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. One thing I want to point out is that being at the king's table, Nebuchadnezzar probably realizing that in Daniel's study, and a lot of us have been in college and in a school, when we are studying, trying to build something for ourselves, we'll time and time again, we'll possibly get to a point where we'll neglect some of the uh, necessities of life, food, water, shelter, and temptation can come in, like in this situation, Temptation can come in, and it can get the best of it. Even with Jesus Christ, right after he was baptized by John the Baptist, and he did his 40 days fast, Satan did everything he could to come at him, but Christ, knowing that a portion of him would have to answer to his father for 
whatever sins he might not have might have committed, but he did not. One thing about it, Christ knew no sin. Amen. At the king's table, there was a there could have been a multitude of choices that Daniel could have picked from, and by being a kingly situation, most kings, most people in royalty, they look at it and say, "Only the best, only the best will do." When all they need is just basic uh, basic sustenance to carry them over, but he sensed possibly in Daniel, like a lot of us, when you're faced, when you're tired, you're hungry, some of the best smelling scents uh, they can get in your nose, and the desires of the mind can take uh, take control of you. So in which situation, it comes a time just like when you're out in life. Some of the things that you see that you that you have not experienced, you may want to experience it, but the thing is about it, knowing that God is there and in your life, you have to resist temptation of those things because when in, when the end, God will give you your portion of those things that he needs. Remember in the Bible where it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all its righteousness, and all these things will be given unto you. But Daniel, being a stout-hearted young man, knowing that much of what was on the king's spread was forbidden for him to consume or even to drink. Some people still walk around drinking real heavy, eating real heavy, but yet still, one thing I've come to realize that some of these things are in the Bible about you overeating. Amen? Like every demon that's against you, there's a plan to try to try and trap you when you're not at a point of your life where you would possibly say, why me, Lord? I know from, my, from speaking from my own self-experience, there are times I've gotten into situations and I've had to ask, why me, Lord? But yet still, it comes up and just tells me, why not you? I didn't. Um, God, we know that God is not going to hurt us. Anything that we go through in this life, look at it as though on the positive side. Look at it as though it's there to strengthen you. But I have to tell you this: First Corinthians seven and thirty-seven answers with this message. Nevertheless, he that standeth steadfast in his heart, having no necessity, but hath power over his own will and had uh, decreed in his heart that he would keep his virgin doeth well. Meaning that Daniel didn't yield to temptation. There was a song that we used to sing when I was a young kid. Yield not to temptation, for yielding is sin. He is able to help you. Jesus will carry you through. But Daniel kept his portion of his heritage as a child of the Most High God and did not fall into temptation because he was living on God's word to sustain him. 
Remember Christ said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord. Daniel, through his studies, followed God's word, kept those words in his heart, because in the Old Testament, in Exodus, it comes out that, well, I'm wrong. Jesus said, I write a new commandment, and it's going to be on your heart. We got Ten Commandments written in stone, and those Ten Commandments are written in stone for a reason. But the one that Jesus Christ gave us is written in our hearts, so that way we will have to lo- we love God. We love him whom we never met, but yet we know that he is our portion, our portion of righteousness, our portion of salvation, our portion of strength which he gives so freely to those who ask that love him, and follow in his word. In Daniel's studies, we come to learn that he kept fellowship with God and didn't defile himself with a portion of a kingly table. This brings to mind that he lived by the word as sustenance rather than by earthly food. But let me break that down a little bit here. Psalm being an enemy of Jehoiakim, Nebuchadnezzar besieged Jerusalem and took children of Judah, not knowing of what of that he took away. They were vessels of God. When we study and keep a portion of faith, uh, keep a portion of God's word and carry it in our hearts with us, We are vessels, we become vessels of God, and in faith, wisdom, cunning, and knowledge like Daniel was, and it's right here in Scripture, and check out verse 4 of the word, the king, looking at them in simplistic terms, reasoned them as poor, but offered offered them riches as a gift. Somebody on the outside looking in, they will say, well, you live so poorly. Well, I might be living poorly, but I'm rich. I'm rich in God's word because I know he will see me through. Take John the Baptist, for instance, living on locusts and wild honey. There was one other person that lived in the desert. The ravens brought him bread. The ravens brought him meat to sustain him, but he kept his faith and realized that God would give him a portion of everything that he needed, no matter how depressing he of a situation he fell into, but he kept his faith and he stayed righteous with God. But the best gift that we can receive is the portion of which God gives us. Proverbs 23 and 3 says, Be not desirous of his dainties, for they are deceitful meat. King Nebuchadnezzar possibly, like a lot, like sometimes when people, knowing you uh, might get into a desperate situation, they'll put out stuff in front of you. It's like, 
this old skit that I had seen as a young child where the man had a wagon being drawn by a mule, but the mule was stubborn and didn't want to move. So the best way he could get that child, get that mule to move was dangle a carrot out in front of him. The more the uh, mule tried to reach for the carrot, the more steps he took, and in the which in which process he pulled the wagon forward as the man wanted him to do. <clears throat> Excuse me. First Corinthians eight and seven says that this knowledge, and not in all men. But with weak conscience, you can defile yourself, but through our lust and taste for food, it can be a stumbling block. Well, Nebuchadnezzar, looking at this, possibly saying, well, if they eat my food, I got them just, where, just right where I want them to be. This is something that Satan will do to us. As children of God, trying to get us to dispel any portion of God that we have in our hearts, any portion of God that we have in our soul, and we have to just take the time out to make sure we resist the temptation of the devil, regardless of how desirous of whatever it is in front of us that we want. It could be something that we love, could be something that we need, but at the time we, we think we need it, God will say, no, you don't need that right now because for the time being, you cannot handle it. We've often asked, Lord, I want to win the lotto. Okay, if you win the lotto, how how will it affect you mentally? Look at where in book of Genesis where God asks Adam, where are you? Some We know that God is not concerned with your person, but he's asking this question, where are you in your spiritual sense in your fellowship with me. If we're going to do anything and look for a portion of God, we have to keep fellowship with him in order to bring him, bring ourselves in a line with God's word so that whatever we need, God will give it to us in the time that we should have it. Because we know that when God gives us something, it is for us. Nothing on this earth can take it away. But James, the book of James, first chapter, verse 12, tell us, blessed is the man who endures trial. Because when he passes the test, he, re he will receive the crown of life. This could have been a test for Daniel. And as a matter of fact, I can almost be, I'm almost certain that Nebuchadnezzar was testing to him to see if he can get him to leave his God. One thing we learn from these scriptures, we know that Nebuchadnezzar had put out that nobody is to pray to their God, but Daniel took the time out to continue to pray to the Father three times a day. When we stay faithful in our doings, God will give us our protection. He will give us our strength, and he will deliver us from anything there is.
as favored among the children of Judah, Daniel resisted eating anything from the king, and that crown that I spoke of, it was be, it being one of five called the crown, also called the crown of martyr, because Daniel knew God through his faith and his studies had power to resist, feared not the things of which he would suffer is what Jesus told us, and as he and he as he is martyred like Jesus, the only begotten of the Father who took on flesh to overcome the devil, passing on to us a portion of God's righteousness, salvation, speaking at the church of uh, Smyrna, telling them not to be afraid because through his grace we become more than conquerors. Let me step back for just a second here. That crown that I spoke of is being five different ones. We know that five is the great is the number of grace. Because the King David picked up five stones. And if we looked at it, David is martyred today because he's martyred through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, which the Bible tells us that out of a seed of David, we will find and we can find and we will have salvation through Jesus Christ. Forty-nine generations later, here's Jesus. But we cannot give in to the temptations of worldly favors, of worldly material, of worldly stuff that will pull us away from the love and the righteousness of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But one thing is for sure, and I'm closing here, Jesus who took on all our sins in a fleshly vessel went up on a hill called Calvary. It was God whose perch, whose portion of his love for his creation gave his only begotten son in this situation so that we can make it back into the kingdom through him. Our portion is to have faith. Our portion is to study his word. Our portion is to live in his light. Our portion is like Jesus, the only begotten of the Father, resisting temptation of the devil, suffering for 40 days without food. Our portion is to receive the crown of glory from the Father, which will never go away. Our portion is the crown of righteousness, because God is the righteous judge, because Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, waits on us to say, well done, well done, well done, my good and faithful servant. Amen, amen, and amen.
Thank you so much for listening into today's message. We hope that this service blessed your life. Please come back and join us again next time. Have a great day. God bless.